All right, here we go on the Golf Preview Podcast, RJ Bell's dream preview for the 17th PGA Tour event of the wraparound season at the Ballast Bar Championship. I'm your host, Will Doctor. Welcome aboard. As I give you the latest picks and predictions as far as the action is concerned at Innisbrook Village, I'm on property all week here in Tampa at the Copperhead Course doing editorial coverage and hosting a few interviews for my partners over at Insperity. Uh, Palm Harbor is an area, and, and you know, Copperhead is a golf course that is very special to me. Uh, I went to high school about 45 minutes south uh, of Ennisbrook, and you know, once a year over Easter weekend, Ennisbrook uh, would host a junior event that I always have circled uh, on my calendar as a kid because you know, to be able to go and play the same course uh, that hosts a PGA Tour event was very special. To now cover the event, uh, the Valspar Championship, obviously the second greatest thing uh, you could ask for behind actually playing in it. So uh, it's good to be in Tampa as we continue uh, on what has been a below average year as far as the picks are concerned on this podcast uh, for the Golf Preview Podcast. Last week, things you know went from very good to very bad in a, in a matter of about three hours uh, on Sunday afternoon. I got an, uh, I got an idea. Uh, that things were, you know, turning upside down on Friday morning when uh, John Rom withdrew from a, a stomach illness. He was, uh, you know, in twenty, he was in twenty seventh place going into the second round. But there, you know, would be no flu game for Rom at Sawgrass, and we saw uh, him and my ticket pack it straight in. So that's number one. Number two. Um, our Shane Lowry ticket, top 20 ticket, didn't hit did an opening round 77. Uh, you know, credit to Shane though for shooting 69 the next day to make the cut and then 68, 70 on the weekend. You know, if you're Shane Lowry, you're taking 35th all day long after opening with the 77, you'll take, you know, $114,000, um, you know, for 35th place after an opening round 77. Players' purse was, you know, unbelievable 4.5 to the winner in Scheffler. Number three, uh, Justin Thomas, who had to win and to beat Scheffler. Unexcusable bet on my part. And uh, JT could not make a putt to save his life at Sawgrass. And that was the common theme for a lot of my card um, last week at Ponte Vedra. And that takes us to number four and Jason Day, who you know had me on the edge of my couch down the stretch because we had the top 20 ticket on him. And he finished 19th. But, you know, here's another one who just couldn't make another 10 to 15 footer all weekend long. Absolutely nothing falling for the Aussie. And the wait continues for him uh, to get back in the winner's circle for the first time since 2018, uh, Wells Fargo. Now, I'll end my player's card review here with number four. Uh, I have not spent the amount of energy I spent rooting uh, for Ben Griffin this weekend in a long time. I think of Jason Duffner at the 2013 PGA. I think of, you know, Spieth at the 2016 Masters when, you know, he threw up all over himself and gave the green jacket to Danny Willett. I was at Augusta for that one. You want to talk about a living hell when you're a kid from Texas that expects Spieth to win and, and instead you get a Danny Willett on, you know, the 18th hole with all of his English fans yelling, Ole, 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 ole. You know, that's that's just a shock to the system, something you don't want to see, something, you know, that makes your stomach cross, something that makes you, you know, really want to throw up all over yourself. Uh, you know, that's the type of finish that Ben Griffin had 
on the 72nd hole. Uh, you know, I, another example, you know, I was really pulling for, you know, Cole Hammer, Houston native, to get it done at the RSM Classic in the fall. Rooting for Ben Griffin last week was a lot like that because, you know, this, you know, this is a 26-year-old uh, out of North Carolina. I told you last week, you know, had quit golf at a certain point uh, and came back, got his card last year and has been having a very successful season on the PGA Tour. Uh, but last week was an emotional roller coaster as far as Ben Griffin is concerned. Um, you know, through 71 holes, it looked like our sleeper last week, Ben Griffin to top 20 plus 700 was going to cash. You know, he he chipped in for birdie on 17. You guys were going crazy on Twitter thinking that ticket was in the bag. And then, you know, the shit show starts Griffin you know, steps on the 18th tee on Sunday and wings his drive outright, which was, you know, inevitable uh, with, you know, the Sunday wind howling out of the left over that water. Then his second shot uh, went similar to Keegan Bradley's second shot in the 18th hole of last year's players. Griffin tried to hit a low runner up there like so many players do. The face shut down trying to deal off the club and he rolled it in the water. You know, at that point, you're going, all right, you know, you're tied for 13th, you know, get, try to get up and down for bogey at worst, get on the green two putt for double. He proceeds to drop. He knocks it up there to about 35 feet and then he three whacks it for a triple bogey that sent Griffin from inside you know, tied 13th to 35th and one hole. So, uh, that was an absolute disaster, but we're on to Tampa. Let's move into the Valspart preview. You know, the Copperhead course uh, has been on the top 10 list as far as the you know toughest PGA Tour golf courses are concerned. Challenge around this tree-lined uh, Wadsworth redesign is the fact that the fairways are narrow and they have lengthened the ryegrass rough from three inches to 3.75 inches, which sounds minimal, but is in fact, it's a huge change. Uh, you know, you go from maybe being able to catch a flyer from 150 out of the rough, trying to get it somewhere on the green to, you know, this is, this is us open rough. We're seeing uh, at Ennisbrook this week for, you know, how long this golf course is, the greens are by no means considered big in diameter. And if a player is living out of that rough this week, they will not survive the weekend. The, the you know, the second cut is truly that penal. And with this golf course, you have one of the toughest closing stretches on tour, 16, 17, 18, a historic stretch at Copperhead that's also known as the snake pit. You know, 16 is the, you know, 475 yard dog leg right with water running down the entire right side. 17 is a deep 215-yard par three with one of the narrowest greens you'll see on the PGA Tour. Sam Burns uh, has hit many decisive shots on 17 over the last two years uh, that secured his victories at Copperhead. And 18 is a par four that is really not threatening as far as distance and look is concerned. Only 445 yards. But this closing hole plays straight uphill at Copperhead. And if you miss the fairway, you're simply trying to dump in that left greenside bunker to get a decent third look at it. Um, so that's the rundown as far as Copperhead is concerned. We'll begin with the top five favorites on the odds list before we move into the matchups. 
and picks to place. I'll give you a winner and a sleeper before we cap it off with a lineup scoring prediction, first round leader, and best bet. Remember, for questions heading into next week's WGC Dell match play and Corrales Punicana Championship, reach out to me on Twitter at drmedia59. Shoot me an email, drmedia20 at gmail.com. All right, rolling into the favorites, we'll start with Justin Thomas uh, at 11 to 1. On DraftKings, you know, JT was one of my winners for the players last week. He ended up finishing 60th due to a shocking performance on the greens. I thought JT was, you know, trending well, uh, you know, after four straight events of picking up shots with the putter. Uh, But he went to Sawgrass and simply could not make a putt. The rest of his game uh, from from Tita Green was very solid, as it has been all season. Uh, you know, am I concerned about JT playing his third week in a row at Valspar this week? Not necessarily. Uh, I like the way he's been driving the ball when it comes to you know parts of his game that that suits Copperhead, and, and it showed over JT's career when he's come to the Valspar, finished top twenty in you know four of his five visits here, and he finished third in last year's edition. So you know, I would love to see JT in contention on the weekend. I don't have really anything going on him this week. Uh, but I would love to see a final round duel with him and obviously second on the odds list, which is going to be Jordan Spieth at 14 to one um, on Circa. We'll discuss uh, the, even though I have nothing on it, uh, we'll discuss the, the JT versus Spieth matchup as far as the betting is concerned, because I know everyone uh, and their mothers will want action on that. And 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 so I'll give you my pick there when we get to matchups. And, you know, number, number 14, Spieth, you know, he continues to 100% be the most entertaining golfer on the planet. Obviously, watching Scheffler win the players by five is entertaining, particularly for the diehard fan like me who, who definitely sees the shades of Nicholas and Palmer and Scheffler. Uh, but to watch Spieth spray his drives all over the lot at TPC Sawgrass, a place where typically you just can't miss fairways or you're shooting 80. For Spieth to hit foul balls all over the lot at Sawgrass and still somehow finish top 20 is exactly the kind of golf that Barney at the bar wants to see. Barney wants to see Spieth hit the same drive you know, the same drives that he does, you know, and then somehow save par from, from no man's land. And if any other player was coming off a type of driving week at Sawgrass and coming to a tough driving golf course like Copperhead, I'd stay away from them. Uh, you know, statistically, he didn't lose shots with the driver last week. He was literally right on the average number. But if you watched, you understand that the strokes gained off the T stat doesn't really tell the whole story with speed last week. He had a you know a handful of you know deep fly balls to right field. In fact, you know, he hit one so far right on nine, his 18th on Friday. It should have went in the water. Instead, it hit a fan in the leg. And you know, Speed limped into the clubhouse. And you know, had that ball gone in the water, he would have missed the cut and not played the weekend. So it shows you what kind, um, you know, it shows you exactly what kind of player Spieth is, especially at this moment where he doesn't really have his best stuff. But 
for him to, you know, hit it that poorly, finish 19th is, you know, it's, it's the entertainment that you need on a weekend, week out basis. Uh, you know, I remember like it was yesterday watching Spieth win the Valspar in 2015. It was his second PGA Tour win. And remember, it took Spieth a while to win his second PGA Tour event. It almost took two years in between his win at the 2013 John Deere and his second win here at Ennisbrook in 15. Um, so obviously a special place to him. You know, as of late, the positive, uh, you know, for Spieth, since he returned, you know, since this Florida swing started is, you know, putting very well under Bermuda greens, put it, be, be putted beautifully at Bay Hill. Um, and, and he picked up shots on the greens at the players. We'll go a little more into depth on speed. When, when we discuss that matchup against Justin Thomas, we move on to Matthew Fitzpatrick is 17 to one on circa. And, you know, the struggle continued at the players for world, the, for, 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 for world number 14, Matthew Fitzpatrick, you know, the Englishman, you know, tee to green, it was his worst performance on the season and resulted in a miscut. It was his second miscut in the last three events. Now, he does return to Copperhead where he finished fifth a year ago. But when you look at how Fitzpatrick was performing this time last year, he came into Palm Harbor off three top tens in his last four starts. He did miss the cut at last year's players a week before Valspar, but he was way sharper in a way uh, in a way better place with his game this time last year. He's been, you know, he's been as of late just noticing maybe some changes. He's been very outspoken about the live thing lately. You know, Rory has has handled juggling the responsibility of the game's leader. And at the same time, has played outstanding golf. It might not be the same for other players who speak out on it. You hope, you know, that's not a distraction for someone like Fitzpatrick because what he said is a huge statement. He, you know, his statement last week at the players was, you know, if you went to live, you're not coming back. And, you know, even even I, I have a tough time believing that you know if Dustin Johnson wants to come back, he. They're you know they're they're not going to let Dustin Johnson back in. Spieth said it himself a couple of weeks ago. You know they all miss DJ. Then you get a guy like Patrick Reed, and it's very understandable how you know the tour could just kind of give him the boot and say, "Yeah, we don't need you." You know we don't need you to come back. Um, I think statements like that from Fitzpatrick. I, I just think unless he has some inside knowledge, you know, he's been there behind, you know, in these player meetings, this, that, and the other, he's, he's been, you know, he's close with all the top players in the world. Uh, maybe that is the case. Maybe, you know, when live falls apart at the end of this year, uh, they won't be welcome back, but I just have a tough time seeing that with major champions, but we'll see. Uh, you hope it's not a distraction for Fitzpatrick. You'll see, Matchups featuring Fitzpatrick against Burns, against Spieth, again, and 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 also against JT. He's favored over Burns on every book, which is just shocking because you know while Burns has struggled, he's looking for a three-peat at the Valspar this week. Obviously, plays this course outstanding. We'll talk about him in a bit. And then Fitz is a dog to Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. I'll pass as far as. Backing Fitzpatrick is concerned this week. That matchup against Burns is appealing um, in favor uh, of Burns, of course. So um, with that being said, let's get to the Valspar double champ and Sam Burns at 19-1 to on Circa. He should be thrilled 
uh, with last week's 35th place finish at the players because he went to Pontevedra off consecutive miscuts Riviera and Bay Hill due to atrocious iron play, uh, which has been the issue dating back to the fall. Now, when you look closely at the approach numbers for Burns over the last three weeks, they haven't been good, but it's slowly trending in the right direction. Two things he did very well at Arnie's place in his sawgrass was he drove it beautiful and he's been putting very well all spring. He's 11th in strokes game putting on the PGA Tour this season. So the fact is, if Burns can keep figuring out with the irons, he'll find himself in contention immediately because the putting, um, I'm sorry, the iron play is the only is the only component of the game that has struggled. I'll tell you right now, I'm taking I'm taking Sam Burns uh, over Matthew Fitzpatrick at plus 100 um, on Bet Online. We move into the the fifth favorite on the odds list. It's going to be Justin Rose. Uh, at 22 to 1 on bet 365, William Hill, FanDuel, Circa, Bovada, and MGM. Uh, and, and when you look at what the, the 42 year old has done uh, since winning four starts ago at Pebble, it's been up and down because he missed the cut at Riv in Bay Hill. He did not drive the ball well on either golf course. And then he turned it on last week. The players where he finished sixth. Rose, the guy who, you know, his game elevates at the bigger events. You know, his driver has been the difference maker in his game this season. He's 16th in driving average on tour. He has plenty of experience around Copperhead as this will be his 12th time playing the event. Um, And he's had some respectable finishes here through the years, which is why for the matchups, I'll start with Justin Rose over Keegan Bradley at minus 105 on MGM bet online. Now, Keegan is the sixth favorite on the odds list, 25 to one. And he's the highest ranked player in the field as far as FedEx Cup standings are concerned. He won the Zozo back in the fall and has put together, you know, three other solid weeks on the season. Second at Tory, 20th at Waste Management and 10th at the Arnold Palmer Invitational two weeks ago. But, you know, he missed the cut uh, last week at the players, you know, had a rough week, you know, on and around the greens. Keegan, you know, Keegan's game has looked less stable to me since he dropped 30 pounds over the winter break. And to me, with Valspar being's Keegan's third week in a row and the fact that he's 85th on tour and driving accuracy, I got to take Justin Rose um, over Keegan Bradley at minus 105 on MGM or bet online. We move on to Sam Burns. Over Matthew Fitzpatrick plus one hundred on Bet three six five, you know I'm not going to go as far as saying Sam Burns is going to become the you know the first three P winner on tour since Steve Stricker did it back uh, at the John Deere between it was it was 2009 and 2011 he won Stricker won John Deere 09 10 and 11 three years in a row. Um, I don't think Burns does that this week, um, but he is slowly snapping out of his funk while Fitzpatrick is showing no level improvement this year. Um, you know, I know he's he's reigning U.S. Open champ, of course, but we have a sample size of, you know, what, six, seven events now. And Fitzpatrick is obviously struggling with some things in the game. So second matchup, I'm going to take Sam Burns over Matthew Fitzpatrick plus 100 on bet 365. Now, this one's not on my card. No real money on this one. Um, if you had to bet the Spieth Thomas matchup, the play is Justin Thomas over Jordan Spieth minus one twenty on DraftKings Sportsbook. 
both are outside the top 50 on the FedEx Cup standings through five elevated events. So, you know, Spieth obviously has kind of been all over the place, has grinded out some good finishes. And, you know, JT has gotten a lot of unwarranted criticism over the last four events. And he's only finished outside of 21st in one of those four events. And that was last week at the players. You know, a lot of people at the pub, a lot of talking heads, a lot of dot-com talking heads, you know, they're speaking about how he's overrated and how he can't get the job done. And, I mean, he's only missed two cuts since he won the PGA Championship with three top three finishes. So, you know, his performance this spring, probably not spectacular if you ask JT, but it's important to dig into the stats because Tita Green, he's been as good as he's ever been, and he just hasn't put it all together. When you compare the ball striking numbers, driving, iron play, JT wins this battle every day of the week uh, because Spieth is still having – brain farts with the putter you know he has those few shocking rounds every now and then so um i see jt beating him out this week it's going to be justin thomas over jordan speed at minus 120 on DraftKings sportsbook we move into my one pick to place uh for the week and that's going to be brian Harmon to top 20 at plus 175 on bet 365 and you know world number 28 Harmon has been Fairly quiet this spring, but you have to understand Brian Harmon is a specialist uh, at certain venues throughout the schedule, kind of like Russell Henley. Uh, Harmon is a guy who has his spots where it doesn't matter how he's going to play or how he's playing going into the event. He just seems to play well at certain locations. The RSM Classic, the you know the FedEx St. Jude, and you know Mayakoba, which is now a a live venue, are all courses. Uh, Harmon excels at through the years. Uh, and although he didn't play Valspar much through his career, he finished fifth here last year. And coming into the event, he had a very similar recent record uh, as he does coming into Copperhead this year. His best finish over you know his last six events was 32nd back at the Sony Open. Uh, but he's sixth in driving action on the PGA Tour right now. And I really believe um, this is the tournament to back Brian Harmon. All, you know, although it's not short by any means, this is a plotter's golf course, and Brian Harmon fits that mold to a T. So uh, only picked a place this week besides my best bet. It's going to be Brian Harmon top 20 at plus 175 on bet 365. Um, a bit of a surprise here. My winner for the week, my one and only winner for the week, is going to be Taylor Moore at 70-1 to 1 on bet 365. And this is a... You know, 26-year-old out of Arkansas who is still relatively unknown on the PGA Tour. He won the the Memorial Health um, on the Corn Ferry Tour back in 2020 and has been steadily climbing the ranks of the PGA Tour since. Uh, this guy has had a very solid start to 2023 for how little experience he's had on the PGA Tour. Um, you know, obviously played some last year, but has three top 15s. In, in seven starts to begin the spring. And his ball striking numbers are about as good as as, as anyone heading into this week. So uh, my winner for Valspar is going to be world number 103 in Taylor Moore at 70 to 1 on bet 365. All right, guys, a quick break from the golf to tell you about what we have going on over at pregame.com. Listen, AJ Hoffman, um, Sleepy, uh, the rest of the crew, McKenzie. Uh, everyone's rolling right now. So go buy their picks uh, and use my code GOLF20. That's GOLF20 for 20% off picks for all listeners uh, of this podcast only. 
uh, especially with March Madness on the way. Uh, go get their picks um, all on pregame.com. Use my code GOLF20 for 20% off those picks. All right, guys, a quick break from the golf to ask if you have signed up for pregame.com. If you haven't, now is the time to do so. Pregame.com will give you a free $25 site purchase just for signing up. Signing up takes 90 seconds, and you can take advantage of being a site member by making and tracking your own picks. You can post your own picks and analysis in our pregame.com forums, draw a following, and become a valued member. Sign up today and receive $25 site credit to purchase premium picks from one of Pregame's very own professional handicappers. Get your free best bet today. All right, back to the golf. We move into the dark horse for the week. It's going to be Vincent Norman to top 20 at plus 700 on MGM. Uh, you know, Norman played a, a college event, I believe it was the Copperhead Collegiate, uh, every year from 2017 to 2019 when he was at Georgia Southwestern. And while he never won it, you know, Norman never finished outside of top 10 over those three years at Copperhead uh, for the college event. So that's huge, you know, for someone uh, who doesn't have any actual experience at the Valspar, um, you know, he, you know, this is a guy who uh, has played this course a lot, has seen success at this course. And I really like that for, for the sleeper Norman. He's a rookie who got off to a brutal start to the spring season, but, you know, finally got something going in, in his last start at the Puerto Rico Open a few weeks ago where he finished 21st. This is a, you know, a huge event for a player like Norman. You know, if he wants to qualify for uh, any of the elevated events this season um, and a top 20, you know, at Copperhead this week would go a long, long ways uh, as, as far as the elevated events are concerned. So uh, my dark horse, my sleeper for the week is going to be Vincent Norman, top 20 plus 700 on MGM. Uh, my scoring prediction, you know, the weather here in, in, in Palm Harbor is going to be perfect all week with the exception of some showers possibly rolling in on Saturday. Um, you know, 17 under uh, was the winning number last year. I'm going to go with 15 under uh, with the rough being up. Um, you know, I, I've seen the tour through the week start to make the course a little bit tougher. You know, they baked out the greens last week at Sawgrass. So, um, I cut a couple down from last year. I think 15 under wins. That at least gives me some leeway if we do get storms on Saturday. Uh, the lineup for this week, Brian Harmon is number one. We have him top 20. Number two is going to be Adam Hadwin, who uh, we'll talk about in the best bet. Davis Riley will be third. He had a phenomenal chance to win this event last year. Slow start to this year. He's just had trouble putting four rounds together this spring. I mean, he, he was a great lineup option last week. And, you know, you know he, what, um, second round 78 to miss the cut. Uh, it's just been kind of one of those things. He has one bad round per tournament, but this is a course that suits his game well. So number three will be the the Bama grad and Davis Riley. JT Poston, uh, probably the best putter on tour, will be number four on my lineup. Taylor Moore, my winner, will be number five. And then Jason Duffner, the 13 PGA champion, will be number five. Duff Duff has, you know, had nothing to brag about this year, you know, but he's a plotter. And as I talked about with Harmon, that is what fits the mold. So he's a good $20 buy uh, as far as a vet is concerned. Uh, so it'll go Brian Harmon, Adam Hadwin, Davis Riley, JT Poston, Taylor Moore, and Jason Duffner for my lineup. Uh, first round leader, I'm going with my guy, Ben Griffin, at 60 to one. And you can't argue with the numbers. He's currently sixth on the PGA Tour. 
uh, and first round scoring average. And you know, he wants to avenge what happened on the 72nd hole at Sawgrass last week. So uh, first round leader is going to be Ben Griffin at 60 to one. My best bet for the week. We're going Adam Hadwin top 20 and plus 140 on bet online. And, you know, clearly this has been one of Hadwin's favorite destinations over the years as he you know, won his first PGA tour event at Valles Bar back in 2017. But look how well the Canadian has played as of late 18th in Palm Springs, 10th in Phoenix and 13th at the players last week. He drove the ball wonderfully all year, just like he, you know, normally does, you know, 24th on tour uh, in driving accuracy. Hadwin is so, uh, game is is prepped up. It's ready to go for Copperhead. You know he came to this course last year in almost identical fashion. He finished ninth at last year's Players, and then came to Palm Harbor and finished seventh. So two things: Hadwin's driving the ball as well as anyone in the field. Number two, he's shown on multiple occasions that he's very comfortable around this golf course. So best bet for the week is going to be Adam Hadwin top twenty plus one forty on bet online and that'll do it here on the golf preview podcast ronjay bell's dream preview for valis bar championship week uh any questions at all uh feel free to reach out to me reach out to me on twitter and we'll talk next week for the wgc dell match play uh let's have a great week in tampa ready to roll